0: Talk to Pittsburgh 1320 WJAS. Always excited to have a new show in our weekend lineup. And uh, joining me are uh, two great friends from a Bridge Home Realty. And this is Real Estate in the Morning. Now in the studio are uh, Elise Bickle. She is the CEO, owner and operator of a Bridge Home Realty, as well as Austin Daniel, a realtor and the investor specialist for Bridge Home Realty. Elise, Austin, welcome to uh, the Talk of Pittsburgh 1320 WJAS. Thank you so much. It's so great to be here. Hello, thank you. (laughs) Now, uh, I'm very excited about this. And you guys know real estate. I don't. I'm shutting up. I'm going to let you guys talk and lead this and uh, tell the people all about all the great stuff happening at uh, Bridge Home Realty. Yeah. So we are starting this Real Estate Morning Show, and to me, it was really important for us to start us off with something strong, something that I think a lot of people want to know about, and it really comes down to financing. And I brought Austin here with me today because Austin's been with me for five and a half years. He's been in the business almost 20 years, almost as long as I have been. And Austin, I just let's start with what's really important which is what's the current interest rates look like
1: yeah so we're trying to keep a close eye on it I I think I believe we're at six point three nine when I checked last year and they've come down a little bit right mm-hmm. definitely uh, have so we're, we're you know definitely keeping a close eye on that because it has a a great effect on what people can actually afford.
0: Right. And I know a lot of people really loved when rates were at the two and the 3% rate and even at four. To be honest, it's not sustainable. And I think a lot of people can understand that that interest rates are really affected by what's going on in the economy. I mean, everyone should know that. Two, three, four is just great. It's wonderful, but it affects so many other pieces of the economy that it is not good for the economy long term. I really like when things are in the fives. I think that's a really healthy, great level. It's nice and low for the buyer. It's really good for the economy. We're a little higher than that. I don't think sixes are bad.
1: I'd say five, fives and sixes are, are- Pretty healthy, right? I agree. My experience
0: sevens were not my favorite, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but you know, you hear the stories. You know, my parents bought a home when it was eighteen percent, nineteen percent, and I know the price of homes are definitely much higher now, but when it comes to interest rates, you know, that is for the perfect A-plus borrower. These rates that they give us, that the, our lenders send us are for the A-plus borrower. What do you want to kind of share with everyone? What can they do to really get the best rate possible in regards to debt to income and uh, interest rates for uh, credit, good credit?
1: Yeah. So the, the higher you can get that credit, the better your rate's going to be. You know, I, I believe it's uh, over, a what, a 720 or higher. Uh, you are in the 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 best interest rate Mm -hmm. bracket. So that's what you should aim for. Mm -hmm. Uh higher is better, of course. But yeah, you know, uh I just want to say something what you were saying earlier where where the the low interest rates were not sustainable. I know people were some people are sitting on the sidelines and they're saying, you know, we're gonna wait for four percent again or three or four percent. But did you notice what happened when the rates get that low is that all of a sudden all of the homes are being bid up twenty, thirty, fifty thousand dollars for, you know, two hundred, two hundred fifty thousand dollar homes. Which is percentage-wise is huge, so right. it, it's kind of a wash to be honest. So right. I think we are at a stable area here, and uh, but yeah, as far as you know, people getting prepared, um, get that, you know, get your credit score up as high as possible, you know, save as much down payment as you can to put yourself in the best position
0: right and and for those of you who don't know, there are a lot of different loan options for the home buyer that's going to live in their property. I mean there are options for FHA, which can be as low as three and a half percent down. there's VA for those who have served in the military. there are options for conventional five, 10, 20 percent down and more. There's just a lot of options out there so you want to put yourself in the absolute best position that you can and I always tell my clients this right now we're still in a very strong market here in Pittsburgh. We're still seeing multiple offers on things that are priced right. It is better to get in now when the rates are a little bit higher and if things do come back down to the four or fives, which I honestly do suspect they will here in the next 12 to 24 months, when they do come back down, refinance. You don't want to be in a position where if rates come down to five and you're in these bidding wars that are fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars $70,000 above list price and you're having to throw inspections out the window and, and uh, paying more out of pocket because you have to cover things if, if the home doesn't appraise and stuff like that. It's better to buy now and refinance when the time comes than to be in those crazy bidding wars. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. And, you know, for, for those who are trying to buy now and are feeling regret that they weren't able to get a home in 2020-21 when the interest rates hit rock bottom, I mean, you could still buy now. And, you know, if interest rates go down a, a couple percent, you know, in a couple years, you you know, you can refinance. Right. So don't let that stop you from upgrading your home or buying the home of your dreams that you right. see now. You know, some people are waiting on the sidelines, and I think they could they could refinance a little bit down the road.
0: Right, and I mean, if, to. and if people don't know this, in Pittsburgh currently, as of today, you know, we still have a really big inventory problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do not have the inventory that we need to have. Uh, so, if you're saying I'm not going to sell because I want to find the house first that I want to buy, and I know there's low inventory, just know I think we're going to have an inventory issue for a very long time. Mm-hmm. We were just talking about this the other day, Austin and I. They now have these big major corporations that are coming in and just buying up properties left and right for investment properties to hold on to long term rentals. And what happens when these big major companies come in, they are going to buy these investment properties. And when they go to sell it down the line, they're going to sell it as a portfolio to another big investor. So in essence, that inventory is now off the market. It may never come back on the market for a home buyer to move into and live in. It is now essentially a rental forever, most likely. And so that's going to continue to cause the supply issues that we have.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it, it's definitely a factor. You know, you're seeing a lot of news articles about it. Mm-hmm. It's a nationwide problem. Right. Yes, truly.
0: So I do want to touch on one thing you said, Austin. Mm-hmm. It's so important. We've all been taught this our entire lives. You want to have the best credit possible. You want to save money for the biggest down payment. And then you see what happens On the news. I'm sure a lot of you saw it just the other day with the new law that Biden passed for the mortgage industry. Did you see that come across?
1: Yes, I've been reading about it.
0: Okay. So, first things first, I want to make sure you know this is not all mortgages across the board, right? These are only government backed mortgages. So, for a lot of home buyers, there are still a ton of options for you that are not affected by this law. Keep that in mind. No, it's not the entire mortgage industry has now been affected. It's just the government-backed ones. Mm-hmm. What have you learned so far with your research on, on really what it is?
1: Well, you know, this is very recent. So I'm trying to just watch the situation as as it unfolds. It's, it's what May 1st mm-hmm. uh, goes into effect. And, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to read read about it and try to understand what, what the effects might be. I mean, it seems that, you know, the higher credit score folks may be penalized mm-hmm. to even out homeownership. mm mm-hmm. At the lower levels mm-hmm. is that what you're seeing as well
0: yeah i mean so first i guess it's important to know from what i'm reading and from what i'm understanding this has to do with the fees that they are charging for the loan so it's not when i first saw this i thought oh they're going to be affecting interest rates i thought mm-hmm. oh this is going to change the interest rates for people and i realized that is not the case this has to do with the, the fees that are part of the loan the,
1: the mortgage premium right, right.
0: Well, what they're what they're charging with the loan is mm-hmm. charging so that fee basically from what I'm seeing and understanding, those who are the lower qualified, the less qualified individuals, are basically going to get help for their loan. Uh, and who's going to pay for that? The really well qualified borrowers.
1: Yes, and that, that's what I'm seeing too. So it's what six six eighty and above credit scores are the ones that could be mm-hmm. penalized.
0: Yeah, yeah, yes, and it, and it's. If you look at it I was looking at the examples They were saying For a $400,000 home You're probably seeing Around $40 a month $40 a month Isn't going to break Anyone's bank Any of these Well-qualified buyers $40 is going to do Nothing for you It's the principle though Right
1: well, and also forty dollars a month over a thirty-year loan. It's, it's like fourteen, which, fifteen thousand dollars. Y- yeah, I was seeing you know fifteen, twenty thousand. Yeah, yeah, so
0: that's just, and that's for a four hundred thousand dollars home. So eight hundred thousand, mm-hmm. double that. You know, mm-hmm. it is for me. It's it's a lot about why are the well-qualified when you've worked your whole life, worked really, really hard to get your credit score and to be able to save for the down payment, they're getting penalized for this.
1: Yeah, and and I saw that you know certain uh, lenders and mortgage reps um, across the country, some of the leading ones were chiming in about this and you know expressing concern that it Could have a knockoff effect on the whole market, Mm -hmm. so um, I can't really say this is all unfolding right now. But Mm -hmm. I'm trying to keep an eye on it and and see what happens.
0: You know, I get I always get really worried when it comes to mortgages and big mortgage changes because I was around, you were around in 2007 and 2008 with the mortgage collapse. We did the short sales. We were short sale pros, right?
1: A wave of short sales (laughs) that where the banks would not even answer you.
0: And listen, I always tell the story to the younger agents on my team because I sometimes I feel like I've been doing this uh, forever, and I'm like back in my day, Uh, back. In my day when oh, i we not fir- that old yet. <laughs> i feel it uh back in my day when i first started i remember buyers that i helped getting 106 percent financing meaning they were able to finance the entire purchase price of the house mm-hmm. plus all of the closing costs and when they foreclosed a couple years later they couldn't sell for because when you get your fees to sell you have to have some equity in your house to sell to not bring money to the table and they mm-hmm. didn't have that and i think that's a lot of what caused the big problems that and the uh you know the balloon mortgages and stuff like that i'm starting to see some changes in the mortgage industry that kind of reminds me of those things mm-hmm. and it makes me very nervous
1: you know i had been telling some of our uh investors some of our buyers in the last two years you know that uh they're saying oh do you think uh you know a huge recession is coming Now, obviously no one can predict that exactly but I was saying, you know, we lived through the the last one, we, the rise, and then the, you know, the the, the housing collapse. Mm-hmm. I've been telling people I am not seeing the same uh, the same factors that led right. to that. Um, inventory is still low. I'm not seeing out of control uh, lending and spending to the mm-hmm. same degree. But this type of uh, news story is actually kind of, you know. Bringing that conversation back to the surface, perhaps. Right.
0: And one one of the shows that I personally was watching was saying, you know, and I agree with this because we work with a lot of low income and uh, low credit score people, especially in the rental. We do a lot of rental and property management at, at Bridge Home Realty uh, and EBG Properties. There, um, you know, we we want these people to buy. We want everyone to be able to buy. That is a big part of our mission statement at Bridge Home Realty. We want to help see everybody buy a home.
1: And, and we help convert those renters into owners. We do, That's one of our and main it's important. Prongs. But instead
0: of penalizing those who are, you know, doing well. I think we need to have different programs where maybe there are classes to help new homeowners uh, prepare for homeownership, maybe some education classes on, you know, real estate and what it takes to own a home. So set these people up for better success for owning a home. And also, if they complete those classes, then they would get a tax incentive Mm. or a credit from the government at closing I think that makes way more sense than what they're doing here I don't I don't like this personally
1: I love your idea by the way oh yes (laughs) you have a lot of good ideas
0: (laughs) yeah I mean I just I everyone should own real estate I very Mm. believe that very much it's Uh,
1: it's always been the number one source of people building wealth and generational wealth
0: right um and in order to do that, though, you have to have there's I've been in this business like I said, almost twenty years. I learn new things every day. and I mean, we're doing a severe amount of volume in sales and property management and leasing and I'm still learning twenty years in. I cannot imagine the homeowner who has had very little um you know, time in this market they don't know much about real estate and then they go to own a home and they're like wait what is this cost what is this charge I didn't know when I bought a house there's property taxes I've heard a lot of people tell me that I didn't realize I had to have special insurance to be a like homeowners insurance I didn't realize X Y and Z uh, and unfortunately that causes a lot of issues being a homeowner
1: yes well the sticker shock of seeing that settlement statement for the first time yeah right but that's you know part of our job we have to educate the consumers and you know we do a lot to, to educate them in the beginning of the process.
0: And I, I've, the other thing I've seen a lot of is the, the newer borrowers, you know, the ones that are younger, um, they were not taught or they do not know that they have to set money aside for when the you know, roof stops working or the hot water tank. Or, and that's when they get into trouble is, oh, I have to replace my roof on my house. I have no money saved up for this. What do I do? And it just becomes a, a snowball effect.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So,
0: oh, so much. Well, we work a lot with investors too. This is going to affect the investor's market as well because we work with investors that also flip houses and we work with investors that hold properties for rentals. Uh, and for those who are flipping properties, obviously they're worried about what's going on in the mortgage for the buyer that's going to buy the house they just flipped. Okay. And for those of, those out there that have buy-and-hold properties that are buying for rentals, um, you know they, they're worried about what's going to happen in the industry in regards to the supply and demand for for renters, available renters, uh, and for for our show right here this morning at a Real Estate in the Morning with Bridge Home Realty, I think it's really important that we talk about the investment market.
1: Oh yes, absolutely. And you know, we deal with a lot of investors uh, through through property management and uh, doing one stop shopping. A lot of investors come to us; they want to purchase more homes, build their portfolio, or alternatively, sometimes they say. I'd like to invest elsewhere. I'm going to sell my 10-unit portfolio. Mm-hmm. So we, we help with all of that. So investors, you know, we have a mix of what cash buyers and, and ones who use creative financing. But you're right. Rental vacancy rates and interest rates uh, affect them even if they may not be getting a loan.
0: Right. Because even if they're cash, like I said, for those who flip, I work with a lot of investors that flip properties. They're fully cash. What's going to happen? Who are they selling to? You got to think about your exit strategies when you're an investor. Right. And if there's a bunch of craziness happening in the investment or mortgage market for you know high interest rates or other things happening, that's going to affect their ability to exit out of that, that property.
1: Yes, it, it can affect them indirectly, if not directly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I liken it to uh, you know even if a, you know a young single person may be buying their first home in the spring market you know the, the real the yearly real estate market is is largely driven by the school year people mm-hmm. want to you know they come out from under their rock when the snow is cleared <laughs> yep. in the spring everyone's listing and buying at the same time and they want to be closed and settled before the end of august when school years start right. so even if you don't have kids you get caught up in that same cycle right. and i think investors get caught up in the same uh you know real estate cycle that uh families and and Individual homeowners do
0: right, absolutely. Uh, For the investors that are looking for financing, these higher rates in the market in whole in the whole is going to affect investment rates as well.
1: Yes, you know, I don't know about you. I'm seeing a lot more of the investors I'm working with uh, who are using private money, Mm -hmm. uh, private lending, and uh, you know that that gives them maybe a few more options than going through regular banks, you know, but those tend to be higher interest short-term loans. So, um, but sometimes that's all they need to get a project done.
0: Right, And it it all looks at what your numbers are going to be when you're reselling Mm -hmm. the property and your potential profit. I have seen though with the the 7% for the standard market, I have seen private money loans up to 14 and 15%. Mm.
1: And was that, what, six six months or... Yeah, six months ago. Six months or a uh, one-year loan? Yeah, so they're a they're so, 12-month loan. It's so more of a short-term bridge loan. Yeah, type for, thing.
0: yeah, and those, again, for flip properties. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you who don't, are out there, and are like, I want to get into investing, what options do I have? Mm-hmm. Let's start with the rentals. What kind of rental options for a financing are you seeing for someone who wants to buy a property and rent it out?
1: Uh, so um, we are seeing, uh, you know... It's hard to summarize because there's there's a lot of different ways you can do it. We're working with a couple very up and coming talented mortgage reps who mm-hmm. are are giving us a lot of creative options, mm-hmm. such as the uh, the, the D, uh,
0: DSCR.
1: D DSCR
0: And so that stands for debt service coverage ratio. And basically, what that is, I personally love this this product. They're looking at the property you're buying and making sure that the property can cover the mortgage. A lot of investors that I know, a lot of entrepreneurs that I know want to get into investing, on paper, they make no money. That's the goal, right? On paper, you wanna make as little money as possible. Unfortunately, when you do that, that does hamper your ability to get standard loans for investment properties, right? And so this DSCR loan program really is looking at the income of the property and saying, if you don't make the payments, we can take over this property and the payments from the tenant's rents will cover this mortgage. Uh, it requires 20% down. Uh, they do have some minimum loan amounts. It's usually 60, 75% or more. But it's a great product. And it's a great way to get into rentals, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, th- so this is, you know t- to base the lending off of the income mm-hmm. of the property, you know, single family, multi-unit, right? rather than just the, the borrower's Personal income really breaks down some walls for them, so that's mm-hmm. this. This is a huge option. Yeah. You know.
0: yeah, but definitely is. And what's nice is that uh, a lot of the DSCR loan programs allow you to have the seller pay your closing costs. So if you're buying a $200,000 multi-unit, you need about $40,000, which really, big picture, is not a lot of money. You can get that money back. You want to just make sure you're very thorough when you're buying, that you don't have a bunch of expenses, you know, sudden upcoming expenses that you already see on the horizon. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I see a lot of our renters doing is the burr method.
1: Burr. B Buy, renovate, or rehab. I've never been sure which one that is. <laughs> Rent. Refinance, uh-huh. repeat. There's yeah, a lot of R's correct. in there. Uh, the first but time it's the pro- I ever—it's the proven method. <laughs>
0: the first time I ever said that to Austin, I go, "Hey, you know, have you heard of the Burr method?" And he goes, "What?" And I said, "Burr." And I he thought goes, "You were
1: giving me a lead. <laughs> that was very cold."
0: <laughs> no, actually, it was not. It's the Burr method, and you know, we've we've known about it for a long time. But when we first started talking about it, it was the first time I had ever heard it referenced like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we have a lot of clients that come in. They buy these homes that are distressed. They need work. Uh, they get renovated. We rent them out. They refinance them. Typically, when they refinance them, the lender is looking for seventy to eighty percent of the ARV value. So if a house, after
1: repair value, correct,
0: yeah. If the house is worth two hundred thousand dollars, they're going to give you anywhere between one hundred and forty and one hundred sixty thousand. What's nice is is that if you're doing this and you've only put one hundred twenty thousand dollars into the property, you have more money than when you started. You have nice. a property that, in theory, is cash flowing for you. So you're having some cash each month. And guess what? You get to do get to do it again.
1: Do it again? Yeah. And, that, and that's how you build a portfolio without millions of dollars pre-existing in your bank account, which right. most people do not have. You know, most investors are not, they don't start out with $10 million. Most investors are, you know, people who have a day job, mm-hmm. usually a pretty decent day job to have money to invest. But still, it's, you know, small time investors who are going to climb the ladder, who are going to build their investments. And, you know, people start small. So you right. need those creative options and- you need to be hardworking and and do your research in the beginning. Right. And that's how people become multimillionaires.
0: You know, it's interesting you say that. You know, I work with Ryan Serhant of Million Dollar Listing New York on Bravo. I mentor with him, I work with him and his entire organization. And one thing I heard from his organization that I thought was brilliant was you will never see your multimillionaire clients, investors, buying the single family homes. And I said, why? And they said, because they're buying packages, mm. they're buying. $500,000 million plus at a time. They're buying the big buildings. They're buying that. They're not buying one single individual property to turn because they have the cash and just combine it in bulk. So the people that are buying the single family homes to turn over are the investors who just said, you know what, I want to change the the trajectory of my life and my family's life and I want to start investing and I want to have generational wealth and I want to be able to be successful in this business. And so a lot of them are. They are people who just saved up for a couple years and were able to put enough money in, uh, which leads me to my absolute favorite mortgage program that I use with our lenders. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a few lenders that actually uh, work this program with us, but I'm just going to shout out Kyle from Federated because I've probably done 50 of these deals with this guy and he is just phenomenal. This is a program for investors. It's called a, it's a rehab loan program. And what happens is is that he can lend up to 90% of the purchase price and 110% of the repair cost in a loan where the lender holds the money for the renovations and repairs. They pay it out to the contractor as the work's being completed. And then you refinance after you're done for a standard loan. And I love that program because it eliminates the situation of someone having to have 100, 150,000 in cash in their pocket. I have some clients that have 30, 40, $20,000 sitting there ready to go, but obviously couldn't do this in a standard method. So this program allows them to be able to put 10, 20, $30,000 into a $200,000 project. And be able to to get it turned, have cash flow, and uh,
1: refinance and do it again. And those are the things we're helping our investors do,
0: right? So, so. Because most people think if they're going to, whether it's a rental or a flip, because they can also use the same product on a flip as well. Just so everyone knows, um, people think they have to have a hundred, two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars. You don't. You absolutely do not. And you don't have to have perfect credit. You can have you know medium credit and still do this. Mm-hmm. We're seeing people's lives being changed with doing this.
1: That's right. And when I've been asked what I do, do I, you know, do I sell a house to an investor? No, we're, we're looking at the big picture. We're helping that person and their family achieve their financial goals. Right. That's what real estate's about. It's about achieving your goals. Right.
0: Most of Austin and my clients are out of state or out of country. Most of them do not live in Pittsburgh the people that we are helping sometimes never see the houses that we're either flipping or helping them buy for rental. I mean, people in Europe and Israel and Australia, and uh, I mean, I've, I've had them everywhere. Um, and so they're truly relying on us to help them find a good product, to oversee the renovation work, which is a big part, because my husband and I own our own renovation company. We do a lot of the renovation for our clients, but even the renovations that we don't do, they're hard to find good, good contractors. Um, you know, oversee that entire process and uh, rent it or resell it when it's done. And so we're really in this for the
1: long haul for our clients. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Uh, for When it comes to flip properties, the biggest thing I still see is hard money lenders. There's quite a few in Pittsburgh and nationally that, that work. Again, those interest rates are high. You know, I'm seeing 11 to 15% right now. Um, but again, you're looking at something where you're six months to 12 months in and you're on those kind of loans, tell me if you've seen differently, Austin. They're less looking at your credit score. It matters. But they're less looking at that. They're more looking at your experience. The first three mm. renovations that you do, the first flips you do, they're going to be really conservative with you. They're going to be very careful about their money. Once you've proven to them you've been able to do three or four of these well, they they loosen up the reins quite a bit.
1: Yes, absolutely. So uh, it it becomes more of a business relationship than, than just uh, – you know, a, a loan for an individual. Right, so absolutely. Th- th- if you do more, then you build that relationship. You, you have that rapport and then it starts to go smoother. Perfect.
0: Well, I guess as we kind of finish up here, what is the biggest tip you can give today about financing, whether you're an investor or looking to buy a new home?
1: Oh boy. So, you know, I'm dealing with multiple people right now who are building their credit, building up their savings. And I would say just, just, Stick with it. you know. Put yourself on the right path and then do what needs to be done.
0: I think my biggest tip is going to be stop waiting for what might happen. Make a decision today what you can't afford and, and do it and move and make it happen. Because who knows if six months from now we're going to be looking at a full recession. Who looks if, if maybe six months from now we will be back down to 2%. Nobody knows what's going to happen. So make a decision based off of what you know today. Keep an eye on what's going on in the market and in the world as a whole financially And just make the move. Get it done. Do it.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I'm Elise. And I'm Austin.
0: And this has been Real Estate in the Morning. When you're ready to buy, sell, or invest in real estate, give us a call at 412-353-3802 or visit us at bhsold.com. We'll be back in two weeks for your next episode of Real Estate in the Morning.